Welcome to Horsefly Chronicles Radio with Julia and Philip Siracusa. Sponsored by Carnation. Airing live on United Public Radio Network on 105.3 and 107.7 FM in New Orleans. This show's opening has been produced, edited, narrated by Gwen Luckett at gluckett.com. Everyone and welcome to Horsefly Chronicles Radio with myself, Julia Syracusa, and Phil Syracusa. We are broadcasting live from the United Public Radio Network on 105.3 FM and 107.7 FM from New Orleans. We are fully sponsored by Carnation, so we want to thank them for their sponsorship. We love them. You'll have to do a few things in order to participate in chat. Go over to our YouTube page, UFO Paranormal Radio. Go to our Facebook stations, UFO Paranormal Network, um, News on the Flip Side, um, UFO Undercover with Joe Montaldo, Horsefly Chronicles Radio, SoundCloud, Podbeam, Twitch, and all of the platforms. Um, so tonight, guys, we have another amazing guest to the show. Please welcome to the show, paranormal investigator, radio host, demonologist, and TV personality, Rich Valdez. He has been investigating the paranormal for 39 years and has formally been trained by three churches and recognized by two as an official religious demonologist for 36 years. He is the residing demonologist of the United States Old Catholic Church, presided over the Bishop James Long. He's been featured on TV shows, A Haunting, and is a regular cast member for the Travel Channel's Eli Roth Presents The Legion of Exorcist. So please let's welcome him to the show tonight. Yay! Hi everyone, how are you? Hi. How you doing? How are you doing, Julia? How are you doing, Phil? Good. Good, thanks for coming on tonight. We've seen yeah, we've seen the last episode that you were on the uh travel channel. Interesting. It's it's really interesting. And that was season one. Um tell us about it, you know, tell us about when the cameras are there and they're filming, does anything happen? Because I know that you talk and then there's a reenactment of it. But when you actually talk about certain things, does anything happen that is ghostly? In that church? Because that was actually a church. Uh, yeah. To be honest with you, no. Uh, that that church was almost 200 years old where we wow. uh, did the filming. And uh, that was one of the most peaceful churches i've ever been in uh spiritually speaking you felt at peace uh you felt safe uh i didn't feel danger or any kind of uh anxiety anything like that it was it was very serene but uh of course always talking about a situation like what happened that's one of many stories that i of uh, true accounts that have happened to me over the years uh 
that brought back a lot of memories uh, because you have to literally off the cuff just talk and you know relive something like that and it's not the first time something like that happens um an attempted possession on on my girlfriend eventually the daughter or or mother to our daughter uh and at that time that that happened um we didn't even know she was pregnant hell she didn't even know she was pregnant until she was giving birth so yeah i mean she she literally uh had her period every wow. single month and she thought she had a kidney infection. She was carrying towards the back. Um, went in, she said, I think I have a kidney infection. They said, Nope, you're giving birth. Sent her straight to maternity and she gave birth. Surprise. So when that attempted possession happened, she was actually carrying and we had no idea. Oh my God. I've never, yeah, that's, that's so great. That's something that I don't think we've ever, ever, ever even talked about, heard about. Um, wow. What happened? What happened? Well, I mean, it was it was an event that we were actually running at the time. We at that time were doing events, paranormal investigation events. I'm not going to name the location, uh, uh, but what had happened was as as the story told there were different teams there were there was a lot more teams than they showed but there was one group in particular that got attacked um and it was due to what had happened the night before you know they have to edit everything in to keep unfortunately i would say my story everyone's story there would have taken up at least an hour and a half to two hours just to tell uh, they had to edit a lot of the things out, unfortunately. But uh, the reason this happened to Jen in the first place, and of course on the show, she's known as, I believe, Anne, because they had to change her name. Uh, long story short, uh, the night before, a guest demonologist investigator, because we were just there at the capacity of being hosts, um, had decided after two actual mediums that are the real deal had seen something very, very big. It was a horned figure st standing at least from what they described to be like seven and a half to eight feet tall. And <coughs> they, it was brought to their, you know, he, they brought it to, to, to this demonologist's attention and he said, where is it? And he said, right over there. All right. So he walked up to where they were pointing at and he said, around here? And I said, yeah. All right, buddy, why don't you take me on for a change? Well, as anyone should know, uh, there's never there should never be any kind of provocation, whether it's human or inhuman. And this guy decided he was going to be, you know, a show off and, you know, show off for the crowd because he was the celebrity demonologist. Right. And... Uh, as a result, the very next day or evening, I should say, is when all hell broke loose. Uh, I was off in another area that was uh, used to be, I believe, the pharmacy slash morgue. And I was investigating with another group there. And uh, there was another group more towards another part of the building. 
And what had happened was one individual did get attacked. Um, Jen tried to reach me, but something just kept her from getting to where I was. She tried calling uh, my phone, was, which was fully charged, and hers, which was fully charged, all of a sudden dropped to nothing. She couldn't even get through, and she was just, I'd say, what, 15 yards away from me, not even. <clears throat> couldn't get through to me. <clears throat> Next thing you know, someone, another one of the psychic mediums that had seen this horned figure the night before was rushed out, and I had actually told two of the investigators, get her out of here because she was being attacked. So whatever was in that room didn't want her there. And I started getting the feeling this was no longer human, not because human spirits can't attack, but I, after doing this for so many years, you, you get a feel for what is, you know, kosher or not kosher. Mm -hmm. And uh, she was rushed out of there because she was screaming in hysterics. She was taken to Jen and whatever, was in there or one of the many things that was in there followed this medium attached itself to Jen and uh, Jen trying to calm her down and, and send to her it just didn't work and then as the night rolled on what happened was one of the investigators that was in that room with me had captured an EVP and it was very 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 strange um, it's not what they put on the show it was very simple but he couldn't understand what it was saying. Jen, on the other hand, understood. I'll just say it was a countdown. Mm -hmm. And as it got to the last number, that's when all of a sudden she felt funny. She felt zoned out. And I noticed we were all in the courtyard. We were all talking about our adventures that evening, about to go back in and investigate. We were giving each other all of us a break. She started spacing off. And the look on her in her eyes was glazed over that had me concerned i've only seen this during possession mm -hmm. and she would come back snap out of it and she'd be still she looked like she was dizzy drunk whatever you want to call it long story short i after 25 minutes of seeing her like this i said you know guys uh, i think it's time that i put jen to bed you know, um, went, took her to the room. And as we were walking, she was like spaced out. And I had to do this just to wake her up. And I I then knew for sure this, this was what I call an attempted possession. Okay. And when we got into the room, I started the process of deliverance. I don't right. do exorcisms, um, uh, just so we're clear. Um, I have not been formally trained to do exorcisms. As a demonologist, my job is basically I go in on the behalf of the church and I do testing just to eliminate everything. You know, we have to go through the process of mental evaluation first, and then we have to do a proper investigation, and then we do testing. And once I have all the facts, I send that over in a report to the church and clergy decides what to do from that point forward. As a religious demonologist with a non-denominational church before, I was formally trained to do deliverance prayers, which is basically like an exorcism, except I'm not using the right of exorcism. 
And that being said, I had to grab my case and start the process. And that took about two hours, give or take. Wow. Yeah. Wow. And you were kind of like put on the spot where you absolutely, you had no choice. You had to do it, Um, which is not kind of recommended. I know that you shouldn't really do that alone, like you were saying on the show. But you had to. And like, what do you do in that position? Like, what do you do in that position? I mean, how, how did you handle that? Were you nervous because you were alone? No. Uh, did you go into like that, like the mode, like the protective, like instant yeah. mode, like that? Yeah. Um, especially if it's someone that you really love and care about, <clears throat> you go into that, you know, defensive mode. Uh, I'm sure Phil would, would be able to, you know, tell you if you he felt that your life was in 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 jeopardy he would jump in and defend you the same thing in this situation what was going on with her she was already in the thralls once we were in the room uh the best way i can describe this attempted possession is like when you're fitting a glove a latex glove and you're fitting your hand into it and you're doing the wiggling trying to get everything into the right place that's what it looked like like the spirit was trying to situate itself in her body so there were like sudden jerks and moves that were going on this was not in in the recreation and uh i knew that there were times when i was talking to her but there were times i wasn't talking to her yeah and i had to go in there and it's something that you're called for you you either have a calling for it or you don't if you don't stay away from it my calling i know it's a calling because ultimately in the end you have this instinct where you know how to shut off your emotions yeah you you know you go into like this mode and there's nothing that can distract you from what you're supposed to be doing at that moment in time and that's pretty much where i was at so i just went right down the line kept going kept going kept going giving her breaks here and there but i didn't stop until it was gone we wow. Have a, we have a lot, a lot of people in chat. I just want to give everybody a shout out. Susan, Courtney, Billy, Richard, Joanne. Oh my goodness. Um, Jen. Hi, everyone. Jen. Bonnie. Thank you all for joining us. If you guys have any questions, put them in there. Um, I I have one question. Um now when when you it's so hard for me. Where do you think it goes when the demon let's say leaves the body like where does it go where does it go that's always been the question that we always have there's a there's a verse and i'm sorry to interrupt uh i'm I'm happy you asked that question um there's a verse in the bible that states that when a, a demon is cast out of its host it goes on to dry places seeking refuge when it can't find any other place to go or refuge it returns back to the host that it was cast out of. And it notices that its house, it's like saying the vessel, the body, has been swept clean. So it leaves again and comes back with seven more wicked than it. And that did happen three months later. To Jack, too, it happened to her. Yes. and. 
for according to her, because I don't remember, it jumped into me. Oh, whoa. I had no idea. All I know is that here I was, I could, I saw it again in her eyes. And I remember I said, and I looked right at her and I said, you're back, aren't you? And she just went like that. And I was like, SOB, I see how it is. So I went through the deliverance thing again. And in the process, I had forgotten to protect myself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, That's how it jumped into me. Because uh, she said it was like a scene out of an axe murder uh, movie where I was gone. I was not there anymore. Yeah, and you were, so, you were so scared and nervous. Again, you jumped into that instinct and you forgot that one thing. And it, it happened. That it was like, happened. just like that. And I, I didn't think of it because we were actually getting ready to go to sleep. And then all of a sudden I saw this same look that I had seen not so long ago. I'm like, nah. And then I started remembering, oh, yeah, that's right. They do come back, but they don't come back alone. They come back with seven more wicked. Phil, do you have any? I know Phil has a lot of questions. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. He, I'm looking at his face, and it, it's like he, you're the poster child of anticipation. <laughs> yeah, he's been through that. He actually has <coughs> taken over um, a few times, so I know he's got a lot of things to say. So I'm you know, yeah, I mean, you know, I play devil's advocate with this whole thing too, because Julie and I would live in a haunted house. I've been taken over. And the thing is, I ask myself, because I play skeptic and I play believer because I live it. And I try to decipher, not based on religion, because there's over 200 forms of religion around the world. And everyone's got their own beliefs and everyone's belief is their belief and it's the right belief and so on and so forth. And I don't disrespect anyone's beliefs. Let me just put that out. I agree 100%. What I have learned is um, I don't think we know. We, we, we put identifications on things like demon or entity. But, you know, and then I talk to people who are atheist and don't believe in anything. And it just seems like there's a different perspective of how do we allow or do we allow or is it part of us that's actually psychosomatically taking ourselves over? Now, again, with this is the Horsefly Chronicles home. We've had 52 paranormal teams here around the world. And I, I look for the evidence, right? I look for the shadows. I listen to the EVPs. I look for the signs of scratches and the knocking. And we had all those. And then there's part of me that wants to play skeptic on this whole thing, right? Even though I know it, there's people who would say, it's you manifesting it yourself. And you know how you said that, um, you know, you go through the criteria with the church and let's say you rule out drugs. Does a person take drugs? Then let's go through the location. Are there, are there pipes leaking in the home? And is there altercations of family fighting and friction? And Mental what illness. causes these things? Mental illness is bucket. one of the most important things. Yeah, there's a whole bucket list. Yeah. But after that entire bucket list is the religion that we have to believe in based on yes it is a demon or 
I'm going to throw a loophole at you. You know, now we have top people around the world coming forward on the news that work for our scientists say, hey, we have interdimensional beings and we don't know where they come from. I'll leave that. To, now you answer. You take the forum. <clears throat> Case in point, uh, I'll, I'll throw you a loophole. Uh, how about a human possession? Like an actual human being that used to be alive possessing a human body that's living. It's happened. And I've actually come across that several times. And it wasn't demonic. Uh, and I say this with all due respect to you and to your listeners that aren't demons extra dimensional. They are from a different dimension. Um, some have even described what is it uh, when it comes to uh, fourth encounter, encounter, you know, there's first, second, third, and fourth encounters of that kind. Uh, I, I forget the name of the movie where there was, it was about a woman that was taken over and she was being seen by a psychologist. The fourth kind. The fourth kind. Thank you very much. In Alaska, yeah. The last scene, I'm sorry to say, but the last scene sounded like I am the Lord of Darkness. I have taken over. Really? I'm like, so what are we really dealing with? Are we dealing yeah. with extra dimensional entities that are, I, I don't know, identify as alien or identify themselves as fallen angels, demons, which are pretty much the same thing, or just a different symbiotic type creature that we just don't understand or yeah. human. And that's why <clears throat> I've been taught over the years, you must test the spirits. Mm. Now, based off of any religious faction you may be a part of, whatever, and I, I, I hate the word religion, and I'm sorry I'm using it here, but that's how people identify, but I prefer to use faith. Yeah. Let's, let's say you're of the Buddhist faith, or Native American, even better. They have their ways of extracting a spirit that shouldn't be there. And there have been many cases where I've been called in as a demonologist, come to find out the individual is a Native American, I end up having to call in a shaman to their to their native tribe to take care of it and i have to back off because respectfully they have their ways we have to go according to their ways that's just out of respect so you know what i'm getting at what you just said as something i've been thinking about it's based off of belief and the intent of the belief that the person has correct you just said shaman and you're right you're right um it's kind of like i give you a crystal right at birth, here's a crystal for you. And you grow up and every year I meet with you and say, this crystal has powers. And your intent and belief is, well, I was born into this and this crystal has powers and it can protect me. Yeah, and it's that intent and belief. So then according to Wiccan, shaman, uh, priest and, and reverends and deacons, it's the intent and belief because from, I know these things are real, let's get that straight. Because I deal with it. We've, we know it's real. And, and I try to decipher, is it the religion based or is it just something that we're not getting? And I can tell you that having 52 teams here, some of the top around the world, some of these things you just can't identify. And you rack your brain. But what we do know 
is that yes, they're interdimensional. Some of these come as shadow people, shadow beings. They're far, far intelligent. And they can, most definitely can, cause negative energy and friction within a family and take people over. Uh, and then I've seen people based on, you know, I, I would see people bring other people out of my house, these teams that didn't believe in certain religions, and do other things, other forms of whatever they were doing with the sage and whatnot. I don't know all that stuff. but right. And then the person felt cleared, right? Mm -hmm. And then I had other people come forward and say, well, that can't happen because it was never removed. So I think it's based off of intent and belief of I what agree. you believe in. Yeah. I agree. Uh, I've never, you know, it's funny. People will say, well, it's a shadow figure, so it must be evil. Mm. Why? Yeah. Uh, what if it's an actual extra dimensional being and it's not evil and it can't materialize. It doesn't have the energy to materialize as into what it really looks like. It doesn't mean it's evil. Uh, we tend to label things that we do not yes. understand uh, yes. as evil out of fear. One of the yes. things I took many, many moons ago, okay, borrowing a line from our Native American friends. <clears throat> when I was in college, I took a course. It was Psych 101. And I, I never finished it, but I did learn a lot. And the main component, the main component for the brain and how it works, what triggers us is fear. Mm -hmm. True. What right. you fear the most is what's going to materialize before you. Let's say you have, like me, I I'm going to put myself on the line here, all right? I'm going to let people know. Uh, I have a phobia of freaking frogs. Oh, frogs. I think we're going to say spiders. Well, oh. spiders I'm not fond of, but frogs, but that's because of a, you know, I, I had a very um, impactful and uh, PTSD moment when I was 11 years old. And I'll tell you about it. Uh, my mother and I got home uh, from visiting my grandmother and my grandfather. It was dusk. You know, it was beginning to, you know, get dark. And uh, there were three freaking frogs, tree frogs stuck on the front door well my mother says go next door to your aunts and ask for some morton salt okay i go next door i ask for some morton salt i bring it over to her she's like no 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 she was deathly afraid of frogs too she says take a handful and throw it on the frogs so i did those three frogs jumped on me one here, here, and on my stomach. Oh, wow. All I could remember was stop, drop, and roll. And I'm here rolling in the courtyard like you wouldn't believe, like I was on fire because there were these three frogs on top of me. And I think two of them peed on me too uh, because they were dying. I was blocking their pores. That's how they breathe. And uh, ever since then, 11 years of age, I've been deathly afraid of frogs. I, I had a case. I had a case. <clears throat> Two cases actually, demonic. And this is how 
demons do work. And this is how I knew immediately there was something demonic going on. Uh, I'll go as far back as, uh, let's see, 2008. And it was the first case my team had taken on that involved the demon. I had already been involved in demonic cases and stuff like that, but as not as a team, but as an individual, this was going to be my first time with my team. I'm sitting by the poolside because this client insisted that she pay for two nights at a hotel. Okay, I'm not going to fight it. So my case manager and I are sitting in uh, by the poolside. And I do this. And as I'm doing this, a freaking tree frog mm-hmm. lands right here on my armpit. And I was like, I jumped up. And I was like, yep, this is demonic for sure. I mean, what are the chances that a frog jumps on my freaking armpit? Not hers, not her head me there was another case years down the road once again the lady's showing us around the house she opens her sliding glass door in hops in a boofoo frog yeah i'm on top of the freaking <laughs> island and i said demonic all right just like that because i knew and the it's just not because of the frog but the evidence we were getting was pointing in the direction of something that was not human. It was inhuman. And you could see the difference in the people that we were dealing with. So mind you, they had also already gone through mental evaluations. So they had passed with flying colors, meaning they, they didn't have any illness. They were going through through like your weakest link of the frogs. Well, yeah, because you said the fear, right? Yeah, exactly. That's what they attack. Yeah, And if they I can't get to them. you, just, just to fill in the blanks a little bit, the reason that they, they attacked my girlfriend is because since they couldn't get to me, they're going to attack the one that I care for the most. Of course. The ones I care for the most, family and, and whoever I'm, I'm involved with. So naturally, they tried to get to me through her. That's why it happened. <clears throat> it's amazing. It's fascinating. It's interesting. And that's uh, I agree with you because you know our story is the horsefly. I mean, and so many people that have been involved with our case for years have been circled by a horsefly, even in the dead of winter. And I call everybody nuts. Meanwhile, it's really happening, and it's hard to fathom. It really is, but it's like the devil's playground in a way where it's like we know you fear, we know who you're working with, we know where you're going, we know what your your intent is, and now we're coming for you. And here, here's uh, a little thing I'm going to throw in there real quick. It's just not the fear. You also, and the reason I brought in Psych 101, which is what I studied the first year I was in college, is because what they do is psychological warfare. They use true. fear as a trigger. And that trigger to make you fear is how they get to you. It triggers an emotional response that lowers your defenses. Then they start working on you up here true very true can you guys hear me yes and, and again you know um we've we've talked to people who lived in haunted locations they move out of the home a builder goes in to refurbish the home the builder doesn't know it was wanted and nothing happens to the builder nothing nothing 
And then we try to decipher that and say, well, why doesn't anything happen to this person, but yet the family leaves the house? And is it what you just said? It's that part of that fear, maybe that lack of faith and belief that they have that it does exist. You know, sometimes I tell people it's better not to believe than believe in this stuff because believing makes it that much more real. You know, I, I, I've, it's kind of like someone that has always had that beehive right there in the porch, front porch in the corner. Someone comes along and they start fixing your, your front porch, right? And they hit the beehive and bees get stirred up. That person runs, but who's left to deal with it? The owner of the house. Right. Same, yeah. Same analogy. So yeah. <clears throat> whenever anyone goes into a home, and there's reconstruction going on. There's walls being torn down. There's new furniture being added in. Things being being moved. Well, may have laid dormant for a very long time. All of a sudden, is woken because it, it it was it was fine. It was silent. All of a sudden, who the hell are these people? You know, the best example I can use, and I don't know if people, your 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 viewers and fans are are uh, movie buffs. But there's a movie that I always use as an, as an example. And if you have not seen it yet, you should. Nicole Kidman starred in it, and it's called The Others. Ah, what about favorites? The Others. That movie is perfect example. Yeah. Absolutely. It, it threw me for a loop. It really did. Because I'm like thinking, oh, poor Nicole Kidman and those kids. They're living in that house by themselves. And then come to find out, I'm not going to break you know, I'm not gonna like ruin it for everybody, but watch it and then come back to this interview and you'll be like, ah. That that movie we always talk about in, on shows because it really it makes it makes you think, like yeah. you said, it does. Yeah. It makes you think. Great movie, and I get exactly what he's saying because we bring up the same point, and I like the way you think um, because you, you think. You, you're a demonologist, but yet you think outside the box and you're not stuck into that realm. Because look, I play hardball with everybody, including myself. I'm, I'm in New York. I got a thick head. If I want proof, right? We all want that scientific proof or, you know, smack me right now or, or this or that. And, you know, but it doesn't work like that, as we know. But they do exist, right? We know that these things do exist. Um, and it's one of those things where you rack your head and I've dealt with people who don't believe. I dealt with Wiccan. I've dealt with Shaman. I dealt with people who do believe. I dealt with people who question everything, but yet the thing knows how to visit everybody and affect them. And, and does it make a difference where you live? To live on this side of the world, it will come for you. You know, I always tell people, um, we wear a watch. These things don't wear a watch. It could be 10 years from now, and they'll be knocking on your doorstep saying, are you ready for my game? Because I dealt with yours. They have no time. There, there's no, no sense of time on the other side. And what we perceive as time as being linear, yes. to them, that doesn't exist. And yes. Like you said, it may be 10 years for us, but it was just 10 seconds ago for them. <laughs> Amazing and true at the same time. And, and for, um, the record, for the record, uh, I've always been a very, very inclusive individual when it comes to paranormal research, investigations, and even when it pertains to demonology. One of the things that 
I want people to understand. I don't care what faith you're part of. I don't. I'm not going to judge you. I don't care. If it works for you, God bless. Make it work for you. If you're Hindu, Buddhist, if you're Christian, Catholic, whatever, I don't care. God bless you. But you know what? In the end, at the end of the day, like we said earlier in the show, it's the intent that you put yeah. into that faith that makes everything work for you. That's true. That's true. It's like you, you, you spark hitting the spark and the spark ignites the faith of belief. Amen. And no matter what form of religion, what you believe in, you're right. You're right about that. Um, and again, I'm through for a loophole with, you know, what's going on right now in the world with, look, these guys are coming forward and said, this is what we know about these interdimensional beings. Mankind cannot accept this. You cannot accept what we're about to tell you. And a lot of them are being shut up, but it's getting closer now to that point of, you know, they know, um, and they're saying this is a lot uglier than we think. And it goes to what we know as paranormal investigators. And maybe you know as a demonologist that, well, we already know that, number one, we're not alone. Number two, that these things do exist. Um, we label it as demons and entities and shadow people or interdimensional beings. These are the labels. These are all labels. But if you erase the labels, we still know there's an existence. And we do know that there's a communication. Because I, for one, asked for recordings. I want to hear the voice of these beings. And I don't like the spirit box that echoes through. I don't buy into any of that crap. Sorry. I want a digital recorder where you ask a question, you play it back, and you're going to get a response. And when I heard that for the first time, I had goosebumps. And now I'm like, okay, this is real. This is real. You can't explain where it's coming from, how it's being created, but these intelligent beings or entities, whatever you want to label it as, are responding. Now it's not psychosomatic power of thought. Now it's real time. Okay. And what we have learned is this. Just like the movie The Others, sometimes I wonder if we're the ones that are the ghost. And it's the other side of saying, hey, you're, in, you're invading. I'll, you're coming through the veil on our side, buddy. Uh, because I noticed that during a lot of investigations, at first, it's quiet. Then the batteries start to go get drained on the equipment. That malfunctioning happens with the computers and the cell phones. Then someone starts to get heated and really agitated. Then they feel this and you start to see these shadow things really quick. And then here we go. It's like, are we crossing into their veil? What's your thoughts on that? Person with the, with the friendliest person go from sweet and nice to absolutely out of their minds. I mean, we've seen that, and it's 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 horrible. It's crazy to watch. It happens, uh, and like I stated, all it takes is that trigger, that spark, just like Phil was talking about, of fear. Yeah. And fear can lead to anxiety that can lead to doing things. You know, the best example, The Walking Dead. You know, people will say, oh, yeah, that zombie show. No, actually, it's not. It's not really just about zombies. Notice how people become tribal and they form these little communities to protect themselves because they feel safer in numbers, right? Mm -hmm. And then the real danger is no longer just the zombies. It's really the intent 
of those tribes that have been formed over time to protect themselves. We are very dangerous living. The living are more dangerous than the dead. And that message, I'm telling you right now, is very, very true in this situation. And from history, present time to future, we are our own worst enemy. I agree 1,000%. Um, have, um, Courtney says the devil will prey on your weakest, on your weakness, um, your doubt and your fear. Yes, correct. True. Yes, correct. Absolutely. And it's just not the devil. That's a that's you know, I, and I understand. I know Courtney and and love her to death. She actually runs the fan page for uh, the Legion of Exorcist. And let me just say this. The devil I use as a metaphoric thing. It's the demons. You know, there, there's, there's, it's like saying God, but God has his angels do his work for him, just like Lucifer would have his do his work for him. He doesn't have time for this. The devil metaphorically has his intent sent out by his minions, his, his those that are with him. Um, and Yes, that is their MO. They use fear in yeah. order to gain energy from you. Because when you're at your weakest, that's because they're draining you. Okay. Right. To me, to me, they're like leeches. Yes. It have, sucks the lifeblood. You know, sure, go we, ahead. We know they go after the weakest link, but have you ever seen it go after someone who actually does not have anything going on in their lives that's that's troublesome you're going to be surprised at my answer but go on yeah no no no. go ahead i told uh, when my next question i kind of like say it a few times because i'm just I'm, I'm weird like that but god believe it or not and this is something that was actually addressed uh on on the legion of exorcist fan page and I, I loved that question that, that Courtney posted up for all the fans to answer. And the devil doesn't go after the ones that are already, you know, in the mud and not believing that he exists and doing all the bad things. They don't, he, he doesn't have to worry about them. He goes after the ones that pose a threat to him and his plans. Right. So bring that back around. Would you rather go, and, and I'll ask you both, because I don't know what your hobbies are, but let's say you, your hobby is in the fishing. Are you going to go fishing for guppies, or are you going to go fishing for a marlin? Of course, you're going to go fishing for a marlin. That's a lot of meat, and that's a prize catch right there. You're not going to bother with the guppies, because that's what you're going to be using as bait. So everybody else, that their frequencies are low. Mm. They don't believe in much. You know what I mean? The devil, the demons don't bother with them. That's easy pickings. They go up here and they're like, we want to go to the penthouse. Let's get out of the basement and go to the penthouse. And another thing that people should realize, if anyone here right now, even in the chat room, and I challenge anyone, <clears throat> where do you think the devil and his demons are? interesting jeopardy music playing walmart huh? 
<laughs> I said, Walmart? <laughs> okay. Biblically, if I was going off the Bible, because there are many texts out there. When Lucifer and a third of heaven fell that day, where did they fall to? Hmm. Okay, people. This is a trick question. It's not a trick question. You just have to know the answer, that's all. Phil, you don't know the answer. You know everything. <laughs> <laughs> don't 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 you cut yourself short like everything. that, Julia. Don't cut yourself short like that. I'll tell you. Because I, I can tell Mr. Suspense down here is is it, it's like it's eating away at him. Lucifer and his fallen fell to earth. Earth. Not hell. Mm -hmm. This this belief that the devil and his demons are all prancing around in hell with pitchforks and red suits and horns is once again metaphoric. It was created by stories and plays, you know, Hamlet and whatnot. Look, I'll be honest with you. What people don't understand the reason that there's so much access to us here is because they're not in hell. They're amongst us. This is why so many people have said, are we living in hell right now? Yeah. Because if you think about everything going on, take all of this into one yeah. ball of wax. You mean to tell me they're not here? Hell, if you were to read biblical text, was created for judgment, for end time events, for when Lucifer and his fallen ones are thrown where? Into the lake of fire. So they're here. They're not down there. So don't think for one minute that they're down there going, moo ha 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 ha. Who should we mess with now when we go up the elevator to pick on someone? Now, they're already here. Evil spirits of the air, my friend. Evil spirits of the air. There's a reason why they say air being the key word. Absolutely. I think it's based off of, again, belief, the belief that you have. If you believe in that there's a God or a devil or demons, again, like looking outside of everything, a person who doesn't believe in anything. Uh, and then, there, then there's another big loophole in this whole thing that's called the theory of everything. And the theory of everything is we create it because you don't even exist. I don't even exist. And that's gonna that's that's out there, but yes, yes. I've we had Plato on the show, right? Plato, and we went through this where he's like, Well, nothing is solid, and he he's right, right? We make everything solid because we it's way out there into a field of this goes to a whole different show, but if we're not solid and we're all a form of collective consciousness, then we create our own realities and our own beliefs, all of us. Um, and again, Bibles don't talk about that. That's a, that's based off of belief that not, you talking to me does not even exist. You're creating it. It's kind of like that Matrix thing. If you've seen the movie The Matrix, oh, it's all the creation of your imagination of thoughts. Um, and it goes far out. But what I'm trying to get at is 
to narrow it down into the picture of is there a devil are there demons do we even exist or we are manifesting things based on a form of consciousness to make these things happen within the realm that we try to understand there's, there's a big question mark on all of that there's different faiths different cultures there's always a god of good and a catalyst of evil there's yin there's yang yeah. there's heaven there's hades there's hell there's satan which in reality is really not the devil but it's one of the demons but uh leave, leave it to some splinters of of the christian faith to call the devil satan when in fact that's not the case uh native americans believe in bad spirit and good spirit there's buddhists that believe in this indifference there's always a good and evil there's a power struggle between the two in any culture any religion any faith and that's the one thing that people need to take under consideration true and i do believe that the earth is the devil's playground i do believe that oh, yeah. and that i believe that has always been like that for medieval times because mankind like you said is worse than the dead and i agree with that because not only look around what's going on in the world today, right? I mean, we're at the verge of World War Three. if you really keep on what's going on here. And then if you go back to biblical times, mankind has always destroyed itself. It has always done wicked things towards one another. So this goes back, way back into, you know, so it is the devil's playground. And a form of, I'll throw a monkey know. wrench. I'll throw a monkey wrench in there. What has been the main cause of just about every war? throughout history religion bingo and yeah. hence why i consider religion to be one of the evils that people tend to overlook because yeah. they see people so regal and looking holier than thou and i refer back to my faith remember you know mind you i will always say faith not religion jesus christ literally looked at the rabbis the, the high priests and he said, "You are nothing but dead. You are nothing but whitewashed tombs with dead men's bones in them. Meaning, on the outside you're whitewashed. You, you look beautiful, but inside you're dead. You have no faith. You have no good intent. So, if you're looking up, and you're looking at people that dress all regal, and they're like, yes, I'm holier than thou, but they have no faith. They have no intention or empathy towards people." God's children. I don't care which God you worship. You're nothing. I don't care what God you serve or claim to serve. It all comes down to not so much the words. Make sure that when you talk the talk, you'll walk the walk. I agree. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And we're getting a lot of Courtney. Absolutely. Susan, very, very true. Yes, I agree. With oh, that. I agree. Um, and I, again, I like the way he thinks. He thinks as what he believes in and outside the box as well. There'll always be more questions than answers. And the, the earth is the devil's playground. And it's always been like that. And it's, I guess, the intent and belief that we have to move forward within faith, our faith, and the belief, the God that we believe in and try to keep away the negative raise our vibration because i know verbatim that look we do communicate with things that we just don't understand you know and, and one of the things i want to ask you this question um do you believe that us the physical world can communicate with 
loved ones that have crossed over. Oh yeah. Uh, well, I've, I, I, not only do I believe in that, I believe they visit us. Um, some are stuck. Some choose, you know, the one person that taught me this and ironically, I'd already been investigating the paranormal for many, many years, but this was back in, I want to say 2011 ish. Uh, no 2012 and Bishop James Long and myself, we were at an event in Florida and, we finally, finally, it was towards the end of the night, had a moment to sit down and just talk. This is my mentor. And I said, Bishop, I've always had issues. You know, the way I was brought up, it was, it was, it was in a non-denominational Christian church. Okay. Um, they believed everything was demonic. And I said, what if us paranormal investigators are actually communicating with demons, the devil, he said, Rich, let me ask you this question. What separates us from every other creation in this world? And I was like, we were created in the image of God. And here I thought I was like, yay, I got an A. No. He was like, no, it's just not that. What else? I rocked my brain. You know what? He cut me off and stopped me from thinking. And he said, free will. Huge light bulb just popped up over my head. I was like, oh, yeah, we do have free will. So that means we can come back and haunt the hell out of our uncle that we couldn't stand or <laughs> visit our children and our parents or, or whoever. But there are some that sometimes do get stuck. So that answered and laid to rest a lot of questions that I had for many, many years. And that's when my mind really started opening up. Thank you, Bishop Long. And I pray for him because I don't know if you guys are aware, he had to go in for emergency surgery two days ago I to have that. his yeah. gallbladder removed. And I know what oh. he's feeling because yeah. I was actually going through that pain while we were filming Eli Roth Presents the Legion of Exorcist. Really? Yeah. Oh. The devil tries to stop you. This is true. He didn't want the truth coming out. Yeah. So that's true. And, and there's so many forces in the physical realm that we just don't understand. Um, and I'm in agreement with you. Um, you know, certain religions do not believe that you can communicate with loved ones, period. And no matter how you flip it, no matter what you say, it's it's written down which I disagree with, of course. They think that everything is a demon, yeah. that you can't communicate because the dead are laid to rest and they're, they're, that's it. There's no communication until the return. Well, I'm 56 years old and I'm not being disrespectful, but I'm still waiting for some type of return because I don't, you know, that's just, you know, it's based I'll catch on up to you. I'll catch up to you, Phil. I'm 54, just turned 54 this past <laughs> November last year, but I'll get to you. Don't worry about it. You know, it's funny because like last month I had knock on the door, Jehovah Witness. Again, I don't disrespect anybody. No, Are you ready I for the return? I talked to them. I do talk to them. Yeah. I want to hear what they have to say. I'm interested in their logic and, and what they're taught, you know. And do I buy into what they're saying? You know, I'm still waiting for a return of a lot of things, but but I just think it's, you know, it's if that's what you want to believe, then 
But we it's a free make, country. We, I hate to say this, but we make a joke out of that a lot because they'll knock on the door here and there and Phil will sit out there and talk to them for like an hour. And I'm like, what the hell? He I have new friends. He's a racist. It's like I might be joining them And, the and I'll, I'll listen on the camera and I'm like, what the hell is he saying? Listen, I, I'm, I, I live, well, I live part-time in Miami, which is my, my main residence, and I live part-time here in Utah. Utah, as you know, is Mormon country. Whoa, let me tell you something. I personally don't agree with the religion. It's just not my, my bag. But you know what? It's their right to believe in what they want to believe right. in. Yeah. Uh, have I ever been harassed by them like Jehovah's Witnesses do by knocking on your door every freaking Saturday when all you want to do is have a cup of coffee and, you know, watch TV and relax and they're knocking on your door and it's just not one. There's usually three or four and you're like, <laughs> or five or six or five or yeah. six. And you're like, really? So you say that the Jehovah's Witnesses are the 12 lost, the 12 tribe that's lost. And we should, I should join you because of this. Gotcha. You know, I'll throw, I'll throw this one into the mix. Someone that's very, very close to Courtney brought this up and it was something that had been brought up to me many, many years ago. And I thought about it and I was like, you know, that would make sense because there is, there's 12 tribes, but there's one missing. No one really knows where the 12th tribe is. And her, her name is Cap, by the way. She's she's the leader of Courtney's team. And um, she said, have you ever thought, Rich, that maybe that lost tribe are the Native Americans? Oh, interesting. Hold on a second. That makes sense. Now, they may not identify as Christian, but they sure have a lot of respect for spirit. True. They have a lot of respect for earth. They have respect for how everything merges. Everything is like, it's like, I hate to use a line from a movie. They believe in the circle of life. Yeah. You take a life, you honor its death because in turn, it's giving you life by you eating it or using its flesh, its skin to actually clothe yourself or, or make a home or a rug to keep you warm. It doesn't matter. If you look at their their way of being, it's honorable. It's honorable to everything that is great out there. I have a great deal of respect for Native American. Oh yeah. And I, I would say they are the lost tribe before any other, you know, cultish religion out there. Absolutely, absolutely. I agree. <laughs> Well, Rich, I have to say that an hour flew by. It's already nine over here in Eastern Pennsylvania. <laughs> um, it always goes by so fast. We have to have you back. You know, you've been a really interesting, uh, a, a great guest. I mean, I love, I could listen to you all day talk. So thank you. Thank you for coming on tonight. We really appreciate it. And thank you, everybody, in chat for coming on. Definitely. Um, oh, wait, wait, Gil, before you end up the show, um, yeah. Are we going to get a season two on the travel channel? Because you guys are great. I haven't heard anything. I don't know. Uh, I hope so. But if not, um, I have a few concepts that I'm working on that I'm planning to pitch to, you know, awesome. now 
not travel, but it's now under, you know, ownership of Warner Brothers. And it's going to be better than what you saw. A lot better. Awesome. Well, good luck and, and keep find, it moving. Where can everybody find you? Uh, they can find me on The Real Rich Valdez uh, in Instagram. Uh, everything Rich Valdez on Facebook, which is my fan page. And uh, Greetings from Beyond Radio, which is our show. We have every other week on Wednesdays. We were supposed to have Bishop Long this Wednesday, but unfortunately he's recovering from surgery. So we're going to have to postpone that. Uh, but you can find us there too. And I respectfully ask that I not get any friend requests. I'm trying to downsize my uh, private page and turning it into just private. I went from 848 to 500 and teens uh, simply and only because if people want to follow me and they need something or they have a question to ask, you can find me on, you know, yeah. Demonologist Rich Valdez fan page, and by all means, go and join me there. And also, go to Legion, the Eli Roth presents the Legion of Exorcist fan page. Yeah, and and Jen uh, just put it in chat. She just put the link in chat for everybody too. Yes, and and Thank let me you, tell Jen. you, it's a great, it's a great page too because uh, we encourage everyone that was part of the cast to interact with all our fans, and that is key for us. And we love our fans. Okay, well, we have to end before we get kicked off. Um, thank okay. you so much for coming on. We'd love to have you back. Um, special thank you to Carnation for fully sponsoring the show from day one. And please, guys, join us next Monday night um, on the United Public Radio Network on 105.3 and 107.7 FM from New Orleans. Thank you, Rich, for coming on tonight. Thank, thank you, everybody. Thank you, Rich. Thank you, Philip. Okay. Goodbye, everyone. Bye-bye.